You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Brad, and I am here with Joey. And as you may recall, Vicky, my betrothed, and Kaylee, my daughter, are at the happiest place on earth right now. So that's why me and Joey are at the controls this week, bringing you this installment of rumors and news. We hope you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy, especially given this ongoing pandemic, as well as in the midst of all this winter weather and power outages that have hit so many this past few weeks. This is episode 594, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we will be sharing with you all of the latest Disney rumors and news to try and help your week be a little bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our story guides would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Contact us today. So Joey, why don't you get us started today on the rumors and news and we'll just dive right in. Okay, well Disney has announced some details about the 50th anniversary celebration, which is officially being called the world's most magical celebration. All four Walt Disney World park icons will be getting some extra bling. Disney is calling them beacons of magic. Cinderella Castle will be getting gold embellishments on October 1st and will remain for the following 18 months. The Spaceship Earth Geodesic Sphere in Epcot will get a new lighting scheme that will be permanent beyond the anniversary celebration. The Tree of Life in Animal Kingdom will have animated fireflies and other nighttime projections added. Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios will also get a nighttime projection display. Mickey and Minnie, icons in and of themselves, We'll be getting new outfits for the celebration and a color scheme that Disney is calling Iridescence. It's purplish blue, shimmery, sparkly color scheme, which matches the palette of the 50th anniversary celebration. There are some pretty exciting additions, if I say so. Yeah, Joey, I really, the one that I'm probably most excited about was the Epcot, only because they say that's a permanent one. So I think, I think that's going to be very cool looking. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that because like the purple fading into like the orange looks really good on that. And I don't know, I, I, I maybe I just really like the way it looks, but I'm kind of scared that it's not going to be great. Cause like if they, if like, if any of these other ones look bad, it's not too bad. Cause like they can just take them away. Right. But like, I guess they could undo this if it, people don't like it, but true. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that because I think it was time for, for something different. I just could never envision what they would, would do to the to the globe or the sphere. As you said, the geodesic sphere is the technical term. So I like it. I like that. All right, next up on the list, Disney has released their military ticket offer for 2021. U.S. military personnel can choose between a four-day or a five-day military promotional ticket. The four-day tickets are $296 with the Park Hopper option, and the five-day tickets are $315 with the Park Hopper option. After March 7th, the Park Hopper Plus option 
which grants access to Disney's water parks, will also be available. Now, you may only purchase a total of six military promotional tickets between December 19th of 2020, so we're already into it, through December 31st of this year. So they do limit you, but that's a pretty great deal. I'm, I'm glad they offer this for our military personnel. Is that available for the entire party? That the military, like, the military personnel is going with? Mm, well, I believe that's per person. It's it's per person, but, like, is that offer available for anyone in the party? Yes, I believe if you're, like, for spouses and immediate family, I think it's that's applies. Okay. Yes. So that's a, that's really good, because some of these tickets are, like, $100 a day with uh, yeah. normally. Yeah, and you're getting four- and five-day tickets for... 300 bucks yeah exactly don't quote me on the exact rule but i think it's immediate family i don't know how far that goes out obviously you can't just bring your friends anyone i think that would not apply but i do believe this is immediate family okay well moving on to the next on the list from the marvel world disney plus is putting out the series assembled on march 12th this new documentary series will take a behind the scenes look at the marvel cinematic universe They'll be delving into the making of popular Marvel shows and films, most likely focusing on a specific one each episode. The first installment of the series focuses on Marvel's newest hit show, WandaVision, and is titled Assembled, The Making of WandaVision. The focus will be on how the show was made, as well as some inside scoops that we may not have known before. It sounds it sounds pretty interesting. I'm, I'm excited for that. Me too. I did not know this was coming, and I, I am a WandaVision fan. Uh, no spoilers here, but I I am a WandaVision fan. It's a little bit obtuse for me. It's it's getting a little crazy, in my opinion. But I'm still on board. I'm following it. We're almost <laughs> to the end. We're one week away. There's only one more episode, right? There's only one episode left, and I believe it's a one-season show. So no spoilers here in this episode. But for how crazy it got in this last episode, I'm going to be interested to see how they wrap it up. Yeah. For sure. Moving ahead, Disney is now booking trips for 2022. Disney only allows guests to book up to 500 days ahead. That means if you have a trip in mind for the first half of 2022, you're all in the clear to book it now. My mom would be happy to help you if you're interested. Unfortunately, though, the Disney dining plan is still not being offered. Disney hasn't provided a reason, but we speculate it may be due to the reduced number of restaurants in operation, coupled with the need to continue social distancing. Disney does, however, still allow dining reservations to be made up to 60 days in advance of your arrival, so we still encourage you to make those dining reservations prior to any planned arrivals. So what do you got up for us next, Dad? So Disney has also released the Walt Disney World pricing for 2022, and we can already see that it's going to be a bit more expensive than it was in 2021. Not a whole lot more, but still more expensive. So the single day tickets in 2022 still start at $109, but now they go as high as $159. Now, the exact price of any ticket still varies. It depends on the day, time of year, all of that. But the number of days that are at that lowest 109 price point has decreased, while the number of days at the higher 159 price point has increased. So the effect of that is that the average cost for a single day ticket has risen to around $135. 
And so that's about 750 more than in 2020 and about $4 more than the 2021 average cost of a single day ticket. But the bottom line is guests who buy more than one single day ticket may end up spending more than they have in years past. And I say may, because again, it all depends on what day and what season you buy in. You could get it at the same or lower price than you paid before, but it all depends on when you get it. But on average, the cost is going up. And here's some additional notes about this. Multi-day tickets do have the same discount in 2022 as they did in 2021. And the lowest price days will still occur in August and September, which is typically Disney's slow season. And then also holiday weeks like Christmas and New Year's Eve, those are going to probably end up being on the higher end of the price point. Okay, moving on from pricing, the Disney Park Reservation System is going to be around for a while. This week, Disney let us know that the Park Reservation System will be in effect until at least January of 2023. A valid annual pass or theme park ticket is required to make a Disney Park Pass reservation. As a reminder, annual pass holders are limited to three rolling park pass reservations at a time, in addition to any that are required through a Disney Resort hotel stay. This will definitely help Disney know exactly how many guests that they will have for each park. So what have you got up next for us, Dad? So it's been almost a year since the Epcot monorail line carried guests to and from the park. When Walt Disney World reopened in July, the Epcot line was left closed with only the Express and Resort lines returning to service. Thanks to the lower guest demand, Disney was able to take the opportunity to complete a beam refurbishment project and other necessary work on this third line. With the crowd levels now rising and work nearing completion, the return of the Epcot monorail was imminent, or so we thought. Some guests had even spotted monorail testing and saw it zooming around Future World and Spaceship Earth again. Cast members had been placing physical distancing markers in the queue at the Transportation and Ticket Center. However, later in the week last week, after some test runs, Disney has decided to not open the Epcot monorail for the foreseeable future. And the reason cited was social distancing issues. Now, there's a few areas where social distancing is a concern, mainly at the resort stations where space is limited and the tendency for people to congregate is higher. So it appears that out of an abundance of caution, Disney has decided to likely not reopen the Epcot monorail until the pandemic subsides. Now, we're going to have to keep tabs on this and see what happens and We'll let you know if anything changes with the status of the Epcot monorail reopening. I know that's going to be a big disappointment to some people because they were expecting that to be reopened. I was unaware that the uh, Epcot monorail was closed still. Yeah. I still. had no clue. I did not realize that they never opened that back up. Yeah. That's really knocking down the value of those high-end resorts that you got to pay a lot of money to stay at. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think they are... I think they don't take those decisions lightly. I just thought it was kind of weird in this case where they were like they were on the brink of saying, oh, it's going to be reopened. And they then put in they put in all the work to get it ready. And then they like kind of flipped their decision at the very last. And then after putting all the money and time into it, they decided, no, it's not good. It's not good. Even though we could, it's not good for the pandemic reasons. Correct. Correct. 
But speaking of refurbishments, Joe, you got one next on the list that talks a little bit about that kind of thing too. What you got? Well, we reported a while back that Disney had received a building permit for the castle. And it appears that the project has begun and it has to do with the stage in front of the castle. The entire front of the stage was blocked by a row of shrubbery and the stage itself is blocked by a scrim. The front of the stage looks more or less the same, but most of the railings covered in scrims. Scrims continue around the perimeter of the stage along the railings, and now dams have started to go up on the east and west sides of the Cinderella Castle moat, and the moat was in the process of being drained during the last week. If you remember from last year, they constructed dams in the Cinderella Castle moat due to the large repainting project. So we are wondering if the dams they are installing now is an indication of even more construction around Cinderella's castle. We're going to keep you posted on that one. Now, I really hope that they're putting those dams in to paint the bottom of the castle pink because I think the castle looks really dumb right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have made comments about that. Uh, I mean, I know I do like the castle the way it was. I don't say that I don't like it now. I don't know. There's just something about it. It's just it doesn't click for me as much as it did. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if what you're saying would help if they painted that part of it. It it may. I don't know. I, I was completely against them painting the castle in the first place. Yeah. And once I saw them start it, I, I kind it kind of grew on me a little bit. I still think I like the old old style of it more, but they just stopped it. They didn't paint the bottom. They left it gray, and it just looks weird and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do hope they do something to it to, to kind of, you know, spice that up a little bit. It, it just, it's kind of lackluster to me. I don't know. That's just me. We'll let that, we'll just let that be. We'll see what they come up with. I'm not sure what they're doing. Well, uh, while we're waiting on them to figure out what they're doing with the paint, Dad, what do you got for us next? While we're waiting for the paint to dry, let's move on. Yes, Florida tourism. Now, we all know this is huge, and unfortunately, due to the pandemic, that has fallen to record lows. So this is the lowest number of guests Disney has seen in 10 years, which comes in around 86.7 million tourists. Now, the visitation over the past decade has grown from about just over 80 million in 2009, and then it was... 82 million in 2010 and it's kept growing and then since 2015 florida has had at least 100 million visitors and that's since 2015 and in 2019 there were 131 million visitors so that puts the visitor total for 2020 which is 86.7 million at a 34 percent drop from the 2019 level that's that's a pretty significant drop there. That's that's very significant as far as the tourism numbers and the impact to the Florida economy. So Disney's hoping that the numbers for 2021 really rebound and start increasing again and that Disney sales will start going back up as a result of the coronavirus vaccine and hopefully getting past the core brunt of the virus impact. So that is that. Joey, you have another construction update for us. This time it's about a hotel, right? I believe so. We've been keeping you posted on the construction of Disney's Swan Reserve Resort. 
The official opening date will be September 1st, 2021, and reservations are now available. This hotel is located right next to Disney's Swan and Dolphin Resorts. It'll have 349 guest rooms, 149 spacious suites, and two presidential suites. And we also have a quote from Sean Verney, the area general manager. He said, guests of the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve will truly have an experience like nothing else. Thanks to a location that's like nowhere else, it is a perfect complement to the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort, providing even more options to experience a magical getaway. Yeah, I've seen pictures of this. It looks interesting. Some of the rooms look like they come out from the building and that they're offset, like in a kind of in a puzzle configuration. Like it's it, like it protrudes out kind of? Yes, yes, yes. It looks very interesting if you see pictures of it. So uh, not sure what the price is going to be for that thing, but I'm sure you will pay for the experience, even though it's... It's probably a great experience, but you probably are going to pay for that experience dearly. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. So, Dad, what have you got for us up next? So this next one, I wanted to show our Disneyland people some love. And we did mention this on last week's Rumors and News. Um, there is a ticketed event that's coming to Disneyland in March. So it's going to include six food booths. In addition to involving Cars Land, Pacific Wharf, Pixar Pier, and Grizzly Peak, and Buena Vista Street is also included in this. Now, there's about 1,000 food and beverage cast members that are currently being called back to these areas in prep for the event. And the, the focus is mainly going to be food and beverage offerings, merchandise, and unique entertainment experiences. So no rides or attractions are going to be open. Um, it'll only be what mainly it'll only be focused mainly on food and beverage, but the inclusion of Buena Vista street operations does lend some credence to a rumor that main street USA may soon be reopening to support guest demand for shopping and dining options beyond what's currently available in downtown Disney. Now, Disney has yet to comment or make an announcement on this. It's just, since they're including Buena Vista Street in this event, as we've seen before, you kind of get indications sometimes of what that could mean. And this kind of lends itself to they might be gearing up to reopen Main Street USA very soon by including Buena Vista Street operations in this. Again, nothing official. It's just a rumor. But We'll keep you posted on this one. I'm very excited. I think as much as we can get back open on the West Coast in Disneyland, the better. Because they've been just hurting, hurting, hurting from this pandemic. It's going to be interesting to see that open up and see the madness that ensues with that. Yeah, I think people will be, because it's been closed for so long, it could cause a a rush, but but I assume that they will do it in a in a very controlled way. Even if they do reopen it, like they'll they'll set pretty strict caps and limits on. I entry. assume that's I assume that's why that's one of the reasons they didn't bring back the annual pass for over there. I would assume, I would assume yes. Well, moving on, a former Disney accountant is suing the Walt Disney Company in federal court after filing a series of SEC complaints. Her name is Sandra Kuba 
and she alleges that she was fired as a result of raising red flags surrounding the company's accounting practices. According to the Orlando Sentinel, the lawsuit seeks unspecified damages, which include back pay and attorney's fees. Disney claims that Kubo was fired because she displayed a pattern of workplace complaints against coworkers without a reasonable basis for doing so in a manner that was inappropriate, disruptive, and in bad faith. The lawsuit claims that for each complaint, Kubo reported that she suffered from harassment, hostility, and retaliation as a result. She filed an SEC whistleblower complaint in August 2017 while she was out on medical leave and then was fired the next month after she returned to work. A Disney spokesperson stated that Kuba's claims were thoroughly reviewed by the company and found to be utterly without merit. In fact, in 2018, she withdrew the claim she had filed challenging her termination. Disney plans to fight this one in court. Yeah, I put this one in here only because I like I like some of the I like some of these lawsuit ones because they can get juicy and they can get fun. Uh, I don't know, just on the surface of reading this one, it sounds like there might have been, like Disney said, there seems to have been a pattern with this person and complaints. I'm not saying you shouldn't not complain if you see an issue, but sometimes I think people believe they were born to complain and that's their job instead of actually doing their job. So I, I believe that's what Disney's trying to claim here is that nothing would have ever made this person happy. That's their general, that's their, that's my takeaway from Disney's comments on this is that no matter what they would have done, she would have never been happy. And they obviously think they're, they also seem confident that they're gonna win this one in court too, because if they didn't think they could win, they probably would have just settled it before, but. Yeah, the, the real nail in the coffin on this one is when they said that she decided to drop the complaint about her wrongful termination. I believe that's right. Yes. Right. She she changed her mind and withdrew that withdrew that lawsuit for that. So I don't know if like she knew that it really wouldn't hold up. She was just trying to trying to get something out of Disney. I don't know what the deal is there, but We'll see. The, these lawsuits happen all the time. Uh, I just caught wind of this one and thought I would mention it. But yeah, from the sound of it, Disney sounds confident on this one. We'll have to see. Okay, Dad, what do you have up next for us? So what I have up next was we're going to go through just a bunch of like quick hitters. Um, we'll do rapid fire, Joey. We'll alternate some of these. We won't spend a whole lot of time on any one of these, but we'll just go through them real quick. I'll get us started. So park hours, they've been extended in early March. So Magic Kingdom and Epcot will remain open one hour later in the evenings until 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. respectively. And Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom will be opening one hour earlier at 9 a.m. and 8 a.m. respectively. Uh, public service announcement, Disney constantly changes and updates park hours. So always check park hours on their website or on the Disney app for any days that you'll be heading to the parks. So that's just an FYI. Art of Animation Resort is getting some big changes. The giant character pages along the entrance to the resort are getting a major facelift, literally. This week, the giant character drawings of Ariel and Nemo were getting erased. 
It's unclear if they're being replaced with new characters or artwork, but the likelihood is high that since the hotel theming is Ariel and Nemo, those characters will probably be returning, but the artwork for them is just needed to be updated or refreshed because they were getting pretty faded. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that that's not that's not an old, old resort, is it's, it, Joe? It's about 10 years old now. Okay. In my it mind... Did, it didn't open until 2013, but they, they, were, they started making... They started making the resort in 2010, and if I'm not mistaken, Ariel and Nemo, those two buildings are the two buildings that were put up in 2000 in the early 2000s that were supposed to be the second half of Pop Century. Okay, yeah, and I and I do have to keep in mind we're talking. This is outside, so yes, it is going to get faded more quickly than like an in Florida summer sun. Yeah, it would get faded more than an interior section, so that's true. All right, next up, a building permit for Splash Mountain was submitted this week. Now, the the permit is with Disney's internal construction company, and it's pretty vague. It could be for work that's starting on the Princess and the Frog theming, but it's more likely to be standard maintenance, like Pirates of the Caribbean is showing a similar permit. So you can kind of, you might not know exactly what they're doing, but you can kind of compare the the style and the type of permits that they request. This one looks like the permit that Pirates submitted, which is more of a maintenance permit. So we don't know for sure, but that's the rumor. No official announcement on when Splash Mountain retheme will begin or when the new version of the ride is expected to open. So it could be that they're starting some work for that, but it's probably just routine maintenance in this case the fire station reopened on main street usa this week and if you remember last month it closed down when the interactive game sorcerers of the magic kingdom shut down yay so i'm glad about this one hopefully kaylee and vicky will be able to see this if it's reopened this week we'll see if there's a see if there's a new game in its place yeah yeah Uh, On a sad note, I did come across this one. Iconic Disney Parks legend Charles Boyer passed away on February 8th. Now, Boyer started in Disneyland in 1960, and he had the unique distinction of being Disneyland's first full-time artist and was eventually elevated to to the position of Disneyland's master illustrator. He remained at Disneyland for 39 years, at which time he retired in 1999. He worked in all manner of mediums, pastels, oils, watercolors, and the list goes on. And so his impact and influence in the Disney realm was far reaching and he will be sorely missed. That's that's pretty sad. And what an amazing career, 39 years. I mean, he was there for practically almost the beginning. So... It's just crazy. Moving over to Animal Kingdom, they've been painting some pavement in Pandora recently, and the bioluminescent ground has never looked so good. And that's one of my favorite parts of Animal Kingdom, Pandora at night. Yeah, as good as Flight of Passage is, which it's fantastic, and Navi River is solid, it's good. If you have never taken in Pandora land, just the land itself, at night, I would highly recommend it. It's very cool looking with that bioluminescent paint that they use. It's just very, it's very relaxing, very meditative. And they have all the sounds of Pandora piped in there. It's just very, it's very cool at night. All right, next up, 
The Big Blue Pool refurbishment continues at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Not exactly sure when they're going to be done with this, but that one is continuing. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, Disney has started putting warnings on Magic Band boxes, which read not for internal or subdernal use as a result of someone implanting Magic Band RFID chips into their arm, I assume. It doesn't say where, but... Yeah, it doesn't say where, but they said they implanted them into themselves. I'm like, okay, people. I think that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. But people are stupid. It it worked. Don't do it. Don't do it. Disney says don't do it. Don't do it. But what would be the reason for wanting to do that? You want to not have to wear a magic band, but you can still get into the park. So you have your RFID chip inside your arm. So instead of tapping your magic band to the checkpoint thing, you just tap your wrist to the checkpoint thing. Again. I think it's that, brilliant. That warrants putting it inside you? I think it's funny. If you're that dedicated, that's kind of funny. You're either dedicated or you're just stupid. You can be stupidly dedicated. I mean, come on, people. I believe we're very near the end of our civilization when I read these stories. (laughs) I mean, come on. Okay, next up, new One Division bus wraps have debuted at Walt Disney World. I saw a picture of one. It looks pretty cool. It it was just a picture of Vision's head, and it's got the One Division theming all around that. It's very cool. Well, Raya and the Last Dragon animation experience and sand sculpture is coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom on February 22nd. You'll be able to draw new characters at the animation station and artists will be working on a 40 ton sand sculpture at the Discovery Island stage from February 19th to February 21st. The sculpture will be on display until the end of March. That sounds very cool. I do find it a little bit odd that they're putting that much work into it, especially a 40 ton sand sculpture for that short a period of time. Cause it's only going to be there until the end of March, but I bet it'll look cool. This next one made my list for obvious reasons. Cast members were spotted riding the people mover at magic kingdom this week. That just means it's closer than ever to reopening. And I cannot wait, even though I'm not even there. I can't wait. My favorite ride. Love it. The Starbucks in the downtown Disney district in California has reopened as it had been closed since December 7th of 2020 due to the stay at home order. Yay. More things. I'm always going to applaud more things opening up at the West coast Disneyland location. Yeah. They've not had much. Yeah. Next it's tough to be a bug, which is at Disney's animal kingdom. It's going to close for a very short refurbishment in March here in the next few weeks. There's no details on exactly what's being done, but the scheduled downtime is so brief that the changes are likely to not be extensive. Now the Hopper animatronic has been missing from the show as of late. So hopefully as a result of this, he might return in full force. I hope he does because that's, that's kind of a big part of that show, I think. It kind of makes it in that, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but it kind of makes that whole show for me. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I hope it comes back. Well, Hong Kong Disneyland has reopened on February 19th 
2021. Woohoo! So just last week it reopened. I am sad that it reopened, but Disneyland is still closed. It's kind of sad. I'm kind of like Sam Eagle on this one. A celebration of nations, but mostly America. Of all nations. I want, I want America to I want America to open. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a salute to all nations, mm-hmm. but mostly America. Great. Yes. I love that. Sam Eagle. All right. The Cruella live action trailer has been released. I have not actually watched this, but I know it's out. It looks pretty dark from it's, the it's very dark i have not seen the trailer yet but from what i understand it's, it's this one's going to be even darker than it was before and this one has emma plays, stone emma stone yes plays cruella right so that's going to be very interesting yeah i'm going to gonna be i'm going to be very intrigued to see her take on this character oh i think she's going to do very well with this character this character i think she could do this character very well yeah I'm looking forward to this one. It, you know, some of these live action ones, I see them and I see that they're making live action of them. And I'm like, yeah, but this one I'm very interested in. Can't be too much weirder than the 1996 version. Yeah. Yeah. Well, additional scaffolding and scrims are up for the exterior refurbishment at Peter Pan's flight at Magic Kingdom. We didn't mention this last week, but I did want to let you know they're still up. And there are also plexiglass dividers that have been added to the queue of Pirates of the Caribbean at Magic Kingdom. Still Disney. They're doing it right. They're keeping on top of the whole trying to keep people safe, even though there's people in a congregated area. They're doing what they can. And this is a good thing. Well, analysts say that Disney parks could return to a pre-pandemic level of profitability in 2022. So in 2022, so not this year, but next year, possibly returning to pre-pandemic levels of profitability, that would mean they're going to have to significantly open up capacity. That's kind of crazy, considering that they didn't say Disney World, they said Disney Parks, which implies that they're going to go from right now, where Disneyland is pretty much completely closed, other than like downtown Disney, Right. To some by the end of next year being right back up to just as profitable as it was before. Yeah. I mm, I don't know. I think that's a very aggressive goal. Yeah. That's a very, know. but yes, that is what analysts have said. So we shall see. I don't know. Anaheim City Council. This is again West Coast folks. They voted in favor of a California Assembly bill, which would accelerate. The Disneyland reopening. So again, you see the you see the puzzle pieces, you see the chess pieces moving. You just get the feel that they're they're moving very rapidly toward trying to get Disneyland reopened again. And I hope that is the case. And Joey, I'll let you take the last one. I saw this one and I I wanted to put it on here because for nothing else, I love this. This is exciting news for our family. The entire Golden Girls series is coming to Disney Plus this summer. Now, we already have Hulu, so we have the whole show. But we have to go out of our way to go on Hulu, and the Hulu interface is just not great. So it is good to see that it's coming to Disney Plus, because we're on Disney Plus a lot already. Now, this is interesting because Disney also owns Hulu, so it's already on Hulu, but now it's also coming to Disney Plus. 
So interesting. Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be good to see. Yes. You can never get enough Betty White. I can't. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move into the food section of our rumors and news. Food, and so, glorious food. Food, glorious food. So first up, there's a new snack location that's tucked into Epcot's Moroccan Pavilion. It's got roasted chickpeas, nuts, dates, and olives. And there's also sangria for people who like to drink. But these items are pricey. I saw the price tag on some of these items and there's like, it's $6 for just a big, it's $6 for just a bag of mixed nuts. And this is not the best deal you're gonna find, but I guess if this is something you like, it could be worth it to you. I don't know. I just thought I'd mention it because it's it's kind of of a new snack location. So, for a better deal and healthier snack option, head to the Boardwalk Bakery for the tomato mozzarella salad. It has yellow and red grape tomatoes in addition to mozzarella and basil. It's fresh, tasty, and flavorful. Yum! That sounds good. Yum! 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 Next up, Gasparilla Island Grill has perfectly princess strawberry cream puffs and you get three cream pastry puffs per order it's got strawberry cream filling dipped in white chocolate yum and it's topped with crispy candy pearls and heart sprinkles and so it's super light and fluffy and it's not as sweet as you would probably expect a normal disney treat to be but even though it does look like a valentine's day treat a cast member did state that those are going to stick around for a while. So that sounds yummy. It's good to hear. They've been throwing out some food and leaving it on the leaving it on the chopping block and saying, oh, we'll get rid of this in a week. Yeah. Moving over to the Polynesian Village Resort, a vintage cocktail at the Barefoot Pool Bar is available. It is called Parrot Passion and is a super old menu item from the 70s and 80s. Amaretto, creme de banana, pineapple juice, orange juice, and a floater of cherry brandy. It's not on the menu, but you can get it if you ask. The reason I included this in our food section is because I love things that are not on the menu, but that you can get them if you ask and you know Got about your them. secret menu item. Yes. And this one just sounded cool too, because of everything that's in it. So, especially if you like mixed cocktails, which I do, I can't have a lot of them, but I love those. Next up on the list, the Polite Pig in Disney Springs. It has an awesome chef's special called Chicken and Tater Tot Waffles. That sounds yummy. It's got fried chicken, hot honey and soy glaze, and tater tot waffles with zesty ranch. The chicken is crunchy and moist, just very good. And it also has, as a side, you can get the Florida strawberry salad. That goes well with it. And that salad's actually one of the best salads that some have reported having in all of Walt Disney World. So that's a big, big plug for that. That's high praise. Yeah. So the pairing of the chicken and waffles with the salad seems to be the way to go. Now, it might be more expensive than you would normally pay for something like that, but it's definitely worth it because of the quality. Yum. Sunshine Churros in Disney Springs had two new churros this week. The French Toast Churro, which is a regular churro with powdered sugar and a side of maple syrup. And the Oreo Churro, drizzled with white icing topped with Oreo cookie crumbs. Whew, those both sound good. The first, the first one people were saying, it's not anything 
to write home about because it's the normal churro, just with powdered sugar and some maple syrup on the side. But they were saying the second one's the way to go because it was really good. Killer. I think I think I'd go for two. For, I think I'd go for both. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that they said because a lot of this, a lot of the treats at Disney, they're they, very they're, sweet. They're overly sweet and. No, I like that. Now this one says that it's not too sweet, even though it is an Oreo churro. So I think that would be really good. Yeah, I like it being like the way the how they have stuff crazy sweet. I like that, but I do understand that they need to have some treats that are just not so so sweet. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, because by the time if you eat too many of those, I mean you're going to be walking around. You're going to be rolling around in a in a coma and lethargic, not wanting to do anything. You know, it just kind of kills your kills your day. So, all right, that was the food, and now we're on to merch. First one in this section is there's a new Dooney and Burke Disney Skyliner collection that was released on February 22nd. Are these uh, these bags? Yes, it's like the the bags that you know the purses and bags. People who are into Dooney and Burke, they'll be all over this. There are people who are way into Dooney and Burke. A new limited edition WandaVision Magic Band is available. It is a vibrant red color, and on one side is a retro style TV, and on the other side there's a WandaVision logo, as well as an image picture of Wanda and Vision. Now it's limited edition, so there's only a thousand of these, and it's been spotted at Frontier Trading Post in Magic Kingdom. Sounds very cool. These things go like crazy. It is about 35 bucks, though. But I would expect that since it's limited yeah. edition. I don't know if I'd pay thirty-five bucks for a Magic Band though. That's steep. You know the scalpel, the scalpers will do it. Yeah, and people will pay it. They'll pay it because they know that there's limited edition. People so. will pay more once it's on eBay. Yeah. All right. Next up, native shoes have started popping up all over Disney World. So these are lightweight shoes with a Keds-like style, but a Croc-like material. And they've got all different designs with Mickeys all over them. So I'm not sure what caused this to spring up suddenly that they're now showing up everywhere, but I guess they're very popular. People are buying them. Hmm. They're, start, they're starting to fly off the shelves. So there you go. New Mickey balloon colors are available. Lavender and Periwinkle have joined the color mix. After earlier this year, orange and golden yellow was added as well. I don't mind the colors. These just seem like odd colors to me. They seem very specific. Yeah. Like, I they, I feel like they don't already have a purple. Yeah. They have a lot of... Having this many different shades of the same color is... It's going to get confusing for, like... I don't know. I feel <laughs> like certain colors will sell out. It's like... And then there's only, like... Oh, man, the only balloon left is this weird golden yellow. Or periwinkle. I don't think I don't think a lot of people go to Disney thinking I want to get a periwinkle balloon. The blue is not good. I don't like the blue. I want periwinkle. Right. Like it's very specific, like you said. But you know, hey, to each his own. I'm not gonna judge. <laughs> well, listeners, we thank you so much for joining us for this magical edition of Disney Rumors and News this week. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a trip or just want a free quote, 
contact us on our website at yourstorytravel.com. You can also check us out on our social media accounts, our Facebook page, which is the Mousecapades Podcast, our Instagram, which is Vicky Black, V-I-C-K-I-E-B-L-A-C-K, all lowercase, all together, underscore Your Story Travel, and our TikTok page, at Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Friday's show because Mom, Angela, Kaylee, and Jamie will be reporting from Walt Disney World through pop-ups from their trip there this week. If you're interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with the resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and much more, contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. And Gina will make sure you get a copy at the beginning of each month. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Joey, I think that's about it for this installment. It is about that time. Just keep swimming. No capes. Have a magical day, my friends.